Welcome back to our podcast. You got Crystal and Gladys here, where we're here to talk about honest, open, and transparent things. And as you saw in the slide before, we're going to be talking about at what cost. Mm -hmm. And this topic is about at what cost are you willing to sacrifice your life for God? And the reason why we're going to talk about this is because we want people to know the significance of why it is important to serve God. Why we think it's necessary for you to serve God. We've been in the world. We experience things of the world. And we also know what it is to be in God. Yeah. So we can give you insight of why... People are hyped for God, why people are giving their lives to God, why you should give your life to God. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to talk about the hardships that as a believer we go through that people don't talk about. Um, We're going to talk about even the benefits of what it is to be a believer. Um, And we're just going to just continue diving in, giving you guys a little bit of insight of what, you know, what we've gone through. Um, to learn, you know, the benefits of and what we've had to sacrifice um, mm-hmm. to be where we're at, where we are at with God. Yeah. So Gladys is going to start us off here. So you go ahead. Okay, so we want to talk about um, the hardships, right? The beginning part. The yeah. hardships of um, at what cost it is to serve God. Um, biggest thing is really, um, I mean, the world we live in today is so hard. The world we live in today is very difficult to stand up and say, no, I believe in God. I'm not going to do this, that, and third. It is very difficult to, um, and it shouldn't have to be difficult, but it, it is difficult to stand up for you believing in God to say, like, no, I'm going to protect my salvation and I'm not going to be a part of this. Um, it's in this generation we live in today. That's not being taught. It is do what you got to do. Go to church on Sunday. God will forgive you. Grace and mercy will be extended. And then you go back and do what you got to do again. And it's a repetitive cycle that you continue over and over and over and that's just not healthy. That's honestly a very toxic relationship that you just have with God. Um, God deserves much better than that. Um, he deserves for you to fully surrender or even deserves to say, you know what, God, I'm not ready. I don't want to do this. I'm going to do my own thing. And God will say, you know what? You're right. Do your own thing. I'll see you when you're ready. And God is just that loving and merciful God that he will respect you. He will respect if you're not ready. Cool. Do your thing. But don't be in and out. Don't be hot or cold. The word of God says, you know, you are neither hot or cold and I will spit you out. And for God to say that I will spit you out, that you just don't want that because you basically disgust God. And so the generation we live in today, especially in this modern church era that we're living in today, um, they're, they're, they're teaching is all about grace and mercy that god loves you no matter what you do no matter what you've gone through and yes god loves you god is merciful god is graceful yes he is 
but at what cost if you continue to play with god and god is no one to be played with you just don't want to be on the other side receiving whatever's coming your way because at one at some point god will make sure he sets you straight that either you need to decide what you want to do so the hardship is that you do have to fully surrender those things that you so dearly want those pleasures that that moment of pleasure that is only going to last literally a second whether you're hitting a blunt whether you're sleeping with somebody i don't whether you're hitting that vape whatever you're doing that is not pleasing and edifying god but you know that and you're continuing continuously still wanting to do it that's just not okay and i can say i've been on that side i've been on the side where I'm contemplating. I really want to do it. You know what? God's going to forgive me. I'm just going to do it. I've done that. I've been that person because I have seen God's hand on my life. But I also have seen the opposite side of that. When I play with God, you don't want to be on that other side. Because what's coming your way, there's going to be consequences. And trust me, there is consequences. And so what I want to get to is you really have to decide Am I going to serve God wholeheartedly or am I just going to serve God temporarily or am I just going to say, God, I'm just not ready. God, I don't want to do this. And either decision you make, you just have to stick by that. You can't be doing too much. You can't be in and out. You cannot be doing that. It is so you put your life at jeopardy for a believer to know they should not be doing something when you are held accountable before god you gonna get it way worse than somebody who did not know christ because you knew the truth and you played with god and that's just not okay god is not a person to be played with god has extended his mercy and his grace upon us to be able to say you know to be mature enough to say you know what god i'm just not ready i don't want to do this you do your own thing. When you're ready, come back. God is always going to be waiting for you. Um, the hardship is that you just have to be mature and make a decision. You have to decide who you want to serve. You have to decide, am I going to serve you, God? Or am I going to serve the world? Am I going to serve the enemy? Because it, it's, it, it looks good. It tastes good. It, it feels good. For Yes, for a moment. Like the world can give you all these pleasures. The world can give you all these riches, all this glory. Yes, it's great, wonderful. Everybody can get to know you. But at the end of the day, when you go home and your heart is empty and the only person who's there at the end of the day is God, you're going to know at the end of the day who you belong to and where you belong. So I'm going to pass it on to her so she can piggyback off. <laughs> so a lot of things she was saying, they're so accurate. But I wanted to emphasize on this aspect, um, becoming a believer. Once you're, when you find yourself in a place where you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, a lot of people feel like they need to be ready. Hmm. A lot of people feel like they have to um, be perfect. Mm -hmm. And you don't. You can find yourself doing these things. You can find yourself, you know, uh, living the party. You can find yourself drinking. You can find yourself smoking. You can find Mm -hmm. yourself being a sex addict. You can find yourself doing all the things that are so-called against God. And God is still going to receive you. Yeah. And a lot of people believe, well, I have to change these things because if I don't change these things, I'm being a hypocrite. Not necessarily. No. Because when you're honest with God about your faults and you're honest with God about what you're struggling with, um, he is grace and just 
to forgive. And not just that, but he is going to help you become new in him. You are going to become a new creature in him. You are going to become different, but it takes time. You're not automatic. It could happen, and it has happened to people where immediately after they received the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, there was a complete transformation. Mm -hmm. But there are people who they took time where it took time for them to let go of things it took time for them to give it to god and it was a struggle you know and i'm gonna speak out of transparency like i was in church since a baby or whatever when i received the lord jesus christ as my lord and savior i was the age of 13. and that age is a young a youth trying to get closer to god in the culture that we live in is very hard mm -hmm. because of all the temptations in the world because of everything everyone else doing because this is that is a time where you want to fit in into popular yeah. crews and things like mm -hmm. that and a lot of the times i was in those popular crews oh you know i was in that place where you know i was hanging with popular people but a lot of times I never fit in so much with them because of my identity in Christ. Yeah. And I wasn't full I wasn't fully in God, you know, and I straight away and it was like Gladys was saying, like the Bible does say, I'd rather you be hot or cold because if you're lukewarm I'll spit you out. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I was lukewarm. I was in the church on sunday tuesday bible study doing For my real. thing but still doing things outside that did not represent my 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 life in christ yeah. because i was trying to please the people in the culture yeah. versus trying to please god that's good and that is something that the enemy tries to play with your identity mm-hmm and that is the first obstacle you will encounter, um, especially as a as a young adult, um, or even as an adult. Yeah. Um, when you try to commit your life to Christ, because once you find your identity in Christ, once you find your your gift, your purpose, your calling in God, once you understand those areas of your life. The enemy really can't tempt you with temptations of the culture because you already know you were called to be different. Oh, yeah. You were called to change generations. Mm -hmm. So that's why he begins right at the beginning. Because when you don't really know God for yourself and when you don't even really know what you want for your life, he comes and tries to make you look at all these other people and what they're doing and how their life is going and all of a sudden you want to live for god but all and your life is going down rail and things of that nature like these are things that the enemy places in our head and make it perverse to make us believe that it's not worth yeah serving god mm -hmm. but as a new creature in god as a new believer in god you have to understand that it's going to take you some time. And God understands that. Mm -hmm. It's going to take you some time to let certain things go. Because you were so you were doing that for so many years. Oh, yeah. You know, there are addicts 
who I know who never been to rehab but God delivered them and Instantly. they never went back. Yeah. Cause that's the work of God. Mm-hmm. People who've been abused, molested, raped, where they are living in their purpose, living in their calling, living with self-confidence, living with a high self-esteem because God healed them. Yeah. You know, there are people who were, you know, addicted to weed and things like that, that God has healed them from, delivered them from. She's an example of God being able to deliver deliver from and heal from suicide and depression and anxiety. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. there is so much things that we go through as hardship. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, it is a testimony. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as hardships that we go through in Christ, we need to understand that um, we can't continue doing what we're doing, like she was saying, and be oblivious, like if God does not know. For real. Or like, because this is the worst mindset you can have. <laughs> if you do so, oh, God will forgive me. Ah, uh, yeah. That is the worst. Because now you you gambling with God. Mm-hmm. You gambling your salvation with God. At what cost? At what cost? <laughs> because <sighs> then things begin to happen in your life. Well, God. God, why? Why is this happening? And you know why, why are you allowing this to happen? And, and sometimes God will let you slide a couple times. He let you slide a couple times. Oh, yeah. Because that's how big his love is mm. for us. Mm-hmm. And he knows how sinful and honestly malicious we are. <laughs> yes. And he's like, I'm, I'm just going to give him another chance. Maybe he'll get it this time. Maybe yeah. she'll get it this time. But then he's like, all right, we, we just going to need to teach them a lesson. Yeah, we done. <laughs> you know, but hardships, I believe, is the key. Of salvation. Mm, that's good. The reason why I say that is because without hardships, without the remembrance of grace, without the remembrance of mercy, without the remembrance of deliverance, without the remembrance of miracle signs and wonders, we gonna forget God. Yeah. If life was good, we wouldn't need God. Mm-hmm. If we can get anything we wanted just by a snap of a finger. Why would we want to serve God? You know, and it is through our hardships that God captivates us. Yeah. It is through the pit that God captivates you. It's through the same road you decided to take to avoid God that he comes and picks you up. Mm-hmm. It's the same place that you do in your dirt that God comes and restores your life. Mm. Because God wants imperfect people. God wants damaged people. God wants people that other people disqualify so he can qualify you. Those are the best people. Those are the best people. Mm-hmm. So, Gladys is here going to talk about um, things that we as Christians may have to sacrifice. Oh yeah. As a believer. Mm-hmm. So 
Ooh, this is a tough one. Um, you literally have to sacrifice anything that pulls you away from God. And that, 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 that's a deep one. That's a hard one to swallow. Because, well, you're like, well, dang, what am I going to have left? You have God left, and that's all you need. I mean, when it comes down to it, anything that pulls you away from God, any desire, any pleasure that you know does not edify your spirit, does not edify your personality, does not edify your mental, your physical well-being, like, it's got to go. It's really got to go. And the Holy Spirit will bring conviction to you, letting you know, hey, you shouldn't be doing this. Hey, you need to get rid of this person. Hey, you need to cut this person off. And it's to the point where, yeah, it's going to have to probably be those desires, those pleasures that you want. Drinking, smoking, having sex uh, with multiple people or one person, um, you know, those sexual desires, those, the gossiping, the talking about each other constantly, the bickering back and forth, the, um, I don't like you attitude, your attitude. I mean, there is so much that you're going to have to give up in order to please God, in order to be who you need to be in God. You have to literally die to your flesh every single morning that you wake up. Yes, it is difficult. Yes, it's hard. But when you put in the work and you show God, you know what, God, I'm going to do it. Even though it's difficult, even though it's hard, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to believe in you. I know you have my best interest at heart and I'm going to give you all that I have. That's all God wants to hear. God just wants a willing heart. God just wants a heart that is willing to serve him and love him. That's all you got to do. You just got to let God know, you know what? I'm in it to win it and I'm going to do it even though it's hard. God will take care of the rest. Whatever you struggle with, whatever your struggle, your temptation might be, give it to God. Yes, you know, you may come to Christ one day. If you don't, if you're not a believer, you come to Christ one day, you say, you say, you say, you know what, God, this is my struggle. This is what I deal with. This is something that I, I don't think I can give up. That's okay. As long as you're honest with God and you're openly communicating to God and letting him know, God, this is my struggle. This is what I need you to help me with. The Holy Spirit will be in charge of coming in and little by little, you're going to start seeing that desire or that pleasure that you so want all the time start going away and it's going to go away. And I will tell you from experience, um, I, I recently shared this when I preached a couple months ago. I was sharing to the church that there was the point in my life when I got separated from my ex-husband that I found pleasure in drinking. I could not go a day without drinking alcohol. As soon as, you know, I would go to work, I would get home, I would drink, I would feel numb, go to sleep. Next day, same thing all over. It was a vicious cycle that I had going on for months. And I didn't even realize it until one day I was like, what am I doing? My fridge was full of alcohol and I'm like, what am I doing? This is not who God has called me to be. But it was such an addiction that it, I didn't realize it. And when I did realize it, I, I felt like it was too late. But I remember telling God one day, I went to church and I said, God, I love you. I don't want to disappoint you. I want you to work in my life. So I need you to take the taste out of my mouth. I need you to deliver me and I need you to set me free. From that day forward, no more. Took the taste out of my mouth, got rid of everything, and God did the work. 
Why? Because I was willing to give it up and tell God, God, you do the work. If I would have forced it on myself to try to cut it off without God, it wouldn't have worked. And it doesn't work that way. It's you surrendering your heart to God and God sitting and saying to God, I'm going to be honest, open, and transparent and let you know this is my struggle. This is what I need help with. That's when you become intimate with God. And that's when God can work in the most depths of your heart, in your subconscious area, in your spirit, and in your heart, and those things that you don't see. That's where God does the work. That's where the Holy Spirit can come in swiftly, very slowly, and gently start to change you start to transform you start to to make your heart and your mind just like him but it's in the surrendering it's in the giving to god is just being open oh it's being honest open and transparent to god um i feel like i went on a tangent in a whole different way but um I mean, th- this is what I recommend, you know, if you are struggling with something and, and you, you want to be the person that is fully surrendering to God and fully trying to follow Christ, this is where you start. You start to be open, honest, and transparent to God and tell them, this is what I struggle with. This is what I need help with. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to give you my all, but this is what I need you to do for me. As long as you take care of what God needs you to do, he's going to take care of you. You don't have to worry about anything else, anybody else. Yes, the devil's going to come and hit you 10 times harder because you're you're surrendering to God. You're saying, God, it's in your hands now. And when you do that, you don't you don't even know a whole different ball game that you hit with the enemy because he's like, oh, now I got to up it a different to a different level. And then that's when you start seeing that you're growing spiritually because the enemy starts coming in every single different way that you couldn't expect that he was coming. But I guarantee you, God will protect you. The Holy Spirit will guide you and he will let you know you know, what's coming next and it'll be bigger and better and greater for your life. So you can take you back off (laughs) if you heard anything. (laughs) Um, I believe like sacrificing your life to God is an everyday thing. Mm -hmm. It's an everyday thing. Um, And it's like she was saying in the beginning, like, when you, you got to sacrifice everything. And, like, I'm going to just, like, amplify that because it's true. You have to literally sacrifice your life, you know, and anything that you made an idol, anything that you have placed before God, anything or anyone yeah. um, that you have given priority and time to mm-hmm. rather than God. God can will strip that away from you. Yeah. Because well, you're like, oh my God, I'm so harsh. But the reason why He does that is so you can understand. A lot of the times, God does things that we seem like is harsh or cruel or harmful uh, to actually edify us as a person. Because God's intention is for us to be our best selves mm-hmm. for his kingdom. Yeah. And once you learn that God is God and he is your God and nothing can go above or beyond him, he will allow you to enjoy anything in life. Yeah. He will give you the earth itself mm-hmm. if you know balance, if you know how to prioritize. Um so he can strip things away from you 
but he can also multiply and bless you in the capacity that you can't even have room to sustain it yeah. and it was like job in the bible um he's a very significant person in the bible because he was the only person that god told satan to go after mm. he challenged satan and told satan if y'all know the book of Job, y'all need to go read it Satan went to God and was like, hey, God, I've been trying to find somebody. I can't find nobody. <laughs> and God was like, well, have you looked at my servant Job? And he began to tell God, he began to tell Satan, like, yeah, he's good enough for you to go mess with him. Like, look at all the things he got. Basically, taunt, like, telling, like, threatening Satan, like, yo, you want a challenge? Here, I got you one. For real. You know, like... You can, and he was basically telling him, mess up his whole entire life. The only thing you can't do is take his soul, but mess up his whole entire life, take whatever you want, do whatever you want, and I guarantee you, mm. he still is going to serve me. That's crazy for God to have so much trust, trust. in a man, yes, and a flesh man mm. called him righteous. That God knew it doesn't matter how much I take from this man. It's his heart is not in the things I give him, but his heart is in who I am. That's deep. And that is where we need to lie mm -hmm. before God. God, yes. it's not about the blessings you give me. It's not about the healing. It's not about the miracles. It's about who you are, and that's why I sacrifice my life for you. Hmm. God, take it all. Because at the end of the day, it's always going to be me and you. Hmm. And that's why God makes you sacrifice. Because hmm. he wants you to get into that place. Yeah. In the, in the Old Testament, people would have to um, sacrifice animals. Mm -hmm. Um, to forgot to forgive their sins, to give an offering to God, uh, and now and now in times through the New Testament, our bodies is an offering to God. We are the church. We not the building. We are the church. Yes. Our body. Is a temple of God. Mm -hmm. So that's why he makes you sacrifice yourself. Yeah. And the things you have. Because we're not living in the Old Testament where we can go and we are sacrificing our, mm. our self, our flesh, our desires that are not like him. That's good. And we have to understand that we serve a mighty and just God. He is not going to do anything that is going to hurt you, harm you. And some of you may be listening to this and say, well, I've been abused. I've been mistreated. I've been through things. You got to ask yourself. I'm not saying God allowed that in your life. Hmm. Job was so sick that his skin, you can peel his skin. Mm. I mean, people did not want to be around this man. Mm. 
But he still loved God. You know what I'm saying? Mm. One day he's blessing God, the other day he's cursing himself. Mm. Wow. You know, and he never, he said, God, the same way I came into this world, the same way I'm going to leave. Yeah. Never curse God. You know, but he, he didn't, he didn't blame God. He blamed himself for what he went through. You know, and I'm not saying that's what you should do, but I'm saying that the first thing you shouldn't do is blame God for what you went through. Yeah. Ask God to heal you for what you went through. Mm-hmm. Because we all have free will. Oh, yeah. We all are have the capacity to do whatever we like. Mm-hmm. And God can't stop that. So the person that abused you... It happened because it happened, not because God wanted it to happen. Yeah. And you have to understand that. But what you can do is say, God, I'm hurt. I'm abused. I've been, you know, tortured. You need, can you heal me? Can you, can you make me new to a point where I don't look like what I've been through? Wow. You know, where I don't remember even what I've been through hmm. because he has restored you completely and it can happen. Well, that's good. Um, the last thing we're going to talk about is the benefits, the rewards, the, the good. Yeah. Talked a lot of bad things. Talked <laughs> a lot about um, the, but it's good. Like it's good for people to understand that. You know, it's normal. It's normal to go through hardships. Yeah. It's normal to have a rush patch. Mm-hmm. It's it's normal to honestly, it's normal to be wavy here over there. You know, you when people say you know it, you need to be this, you need to, be, it, but they be the same people who wishy washy. You know, you just gotta be honest with God. Yes, honesty. I think that is the most important mm-hmm. thing. God is your best friend. Yeah. And you got to be on God. I'm struggling. For real. <laughs> Listen, I was, I was smoking weed. Right? And this was what? It's been what? Like, five months ago where I stopped. Yeah. Or whatever. But I was smoking weed. Only to go to sleep, right? Mm. Um, this is this started a year ago though. Mm-hmm. Um, because I couldn't go to sleep, like I I couldn't physically take good night's rest, or whatever. So I said, you know what? Let me just try this. What what's so wrong about it? Like it's medicated. You know what I'm saying? Like people be drinking. How you gonna tell me I can't smoke but you can drink? No. So, you know, I was stubborn minded. But then I began to start doing it throughout the day. Then I was getting high and I was going to work high. It was just obtaining my entire life where I wasn't functioning correctly where I was high a lot more than I was sober. And I said, all right, Lord, like it began to convict me. It didn't convict me in the beginning. It convicted me a little after. 
And I told God, okay, God, now I think it's time for me to give it up. Once I felt the conviction. Before I, when I did, I felt like it was fun. I, I felt like it was good. Once I felt the conviction, I was like, all right, Lord, like, I need to give this up. Or whatever. But you need to help me because I can't get a good night's sleep. Or whatever. So I stopped it for a little bit. Went back, only did it at nighttime. Or whatever. And it helped me go to sleep, you know. And I was like, I don't think there's really nothing wrong. Like, I'm only doing, I would never smoke a full blind. Never could not do it. I don't know how y'all do it. But I couldn't do it. I, it was just not in me. I would just take the two, three puffs. That was it. That was good for me. I was done. Or whatever. So, um, but I realized I didn't like it. I didn't like it anymore. I didn't like not being able to function. And then I began to get anxiety when I was on it. Mm. And I was like, oh, I don't like this feeling. <laughs> um. So I need you to help me. We went on vacation, and that's where, cause you know y'all, I didn't take it with me. Um, and that's where I began to realize, okay, God, like I think I can do this. I think I can. And I had stopped after that completely. I have never touched it again. Um, don't even think about it anymore because I've understood that God allowed me to do me for a season but i learned that it was not beneficial Mm -hmm. i learned that it hurt me more than helped me yes and even though i felt good for a moment the inside of me was hurting Mm. my spiritual life was empty i felt so like i felt so low even though i was high high I felt so low mm. you know and there she gonna talk about the benefits <laughs> I mean the benefits is having that everlasting peace having that not the happiness but the joy joy is something that does not go away happiness is temporary joy the world can't give it to you. The world can't give it to you. And the world can't take it only, away. Only God. Only God can give you that everlasting joy. I mean, when it comes to... I don't know about you, but when it, when it comes to peace, and you can go to sleep knowing that you are well taken care of, even though you ain't got all the money in the world in your bank account, but you know that the Lord will provide one way or another. Like, it's God. That that peace that's everlasting, that peace that surpasses all understanding, is what the Word of God says. That God will give you that peace that no one else can give you, and you, you have peace, you have joy, you have the the benefits of the fruits of the Spirit. Having the Holy Spirit with you who is for me that's a benefit. Having the Holy Spirit, having someone who is consistently with you, twenty four seven, three hundred sixty five days a year, that never leaves you nor forsakes you, that is always there when you need someone who will counsel you, who will guide you. You have the reward of when you finish this race, you're you're getting into heaven. You're going to receive your crown. You're going to receive everything that you planted here on earth. You will have a reward in heaven. Your name will be written in the book of the Lamb. You will have so many benefits eternally. And for a lot of people, they're like, well, I want it right now. Yeah, God will give you some stuff right now or you might not see it. But eternally, 
When you get to heaven, that is the everlasting reward you get to get into the presence of God, to get into heaven, to be with him for eternity. Um, The benefit is just having a great life. Even with the trials and tribulations, you experience such a... I can't even describe it to you because it's such a great feeling. When you fully surrender to God and and yes, you know, trials and tribulations are going to come because that's life. But when you know you can depend on God, enter into his presence, fully surrender, you know, I got to cry it out because I just don't understand this God. But when you're done and you feel that warmth in your heart and you feel God embracing you, it is the greatest feeling you could ever feel. I can't even like, I know she can go off of it. Like when you're in God's presence and, and, and you benefit God's love and you feel that love that just that love that can't nobody else give you that type of love you know someone who can touch the depth of your heart your mind your soul your body like it is it's just overwhelming it is just an overwhelming sense of love and peace and joy that God gives you and I mean I don't know if you have other benefits but those are like my top (laughs) benefits right there (laughs) Um, the benefit is honestly having someone to love you unconditionally. Mm. Having someone loving you in the midst of your mess. That's good. <laughs> having someone willing to restore you even when you stray away from them. Mm. I feel like the most biggest benefit is the love of God. Because his love surpasses everything you have ever done in your life. And it's not just, it's a feeling you may feel, but it's something that really changes your life. Yeah. The presence and the Holy Spirit of God, it completely changes and and transforms your life, your character, your personality. Completely where you don't need nobody else to validate you. Yeah. You don't need no... Once you depend totality in God, where you're like, I don't care if it's just me by myself. I still love. I'm still loved. I'm still cared for. God is that much in real life. Mm -hmm. It ain't fake. People ain't in church crying on the altar for fakeness it's it's real yeah it is real to know that god speaks to somebody about you to get you through Mm -hmm. you know like that is the to the fact that the benefit that god has blessings in stored for your life even though you ain't perfect Mm -hmm. that he has already positioned a a business for you he already positioned a job for you he already positioned a job that gives you a salary that you never thought you can ever do that he can qualify you in places that nowhere else Mm. can qualify you or they disqualify you but God qualifies you Mm. it's just the things that God can do in the midst of people. Right. For example, let's talk about the woman with blood. She was bleeding for what, 12 years? 12 years consistently. Doctors couldn't do nothing. 
people couldn't do nothing for her. Home remedies couldn't do anything for her. But when she touched the garment. It was a garment. Instantly. Instantly healing. Mm-hmm. Like, what? You can't tell me that's not gone. A man with leprosy. Nobody want to be near him. No one wants to. He heals him. And he's a clean man. Hmm. A man that was paralyzed. And before he even told him he was healed, he told him to get up. And he was instantly healed. Like, it is amazing the things God can do and the yeah. benefit that you can receive through God. Um, but the only way you can obtain these things is being faithful. Being consistent. Yeah. Not allowing the things that God has given you to um, make an idol of it. To not allow it to completely derail you. Mm -hmm. Make you feel like you a big head. Make you feel like you got it now. You owe, The most important thing. You always got to maintain humble. When God gives you something. Mm -hmm. Because as fast as he gave it to you. As fast as he can take it away. Yeah. And sometimes he will give it to your enemy. Because... They can handle it more than you can. Let that sit for a little bit. <laughs> and he's going to use anybody who's willing to be used. Mm -hmm. And when you're sitting over there pouting now, you just show God you were so immature. And you still immature. <laughs> to, exactly. To handle what he, he has given to somebody else that was meant for you. That's crazy. And... You just have to understand that God is amazing. And like she said, the presence of God. That's the realest place you can be in. <laughs> let me tell you. I love God's presence. I can sit in God's presence all day long if I if I could, if I didn't have to work or anything. Because it is the most peacefulest place. The, mo the place where you can just... In completely feel so vulnerable you can let go be yourself but at the same time be so filled mm -hmm. and it is a presence where it's love there's peace there's joy and no one can take that from you except yourself mm. the only person who can take the presence of God away from you is you yeah so that is at what cost? That was a good topic. At what cost? At what cost, y'all? Be mindful throughout the if you ain't hear anything but anything, <laughs> just know that it is beneficial to live for God. Yes. And the only which don't don't do it for the experience of others. Find your own experience. Yes. Find your own encounter with Try God. God for yourself. Yes. Because once you do that, you go understand, wow, what they were speaking was for real. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to go through things. That's cool. That's fine. Get with somebody. Have a spiritual mentor. Yeah. You know. Accountability partner. Yes. Because go to the only way you can maintain with God is when you gather yourself with people of God. Mm-hmm right 
people of God. Yeah. Not church people. Not church folks. We ain't talking about we talking about spiritual people who are tapped into God, who have the Christ like mind, who represent and yeah. reflect who God is. Yeah. Cause you ain't gonna find a lot of those. You no. saying? <laughs> um and you will you'll understand that at every cost it's worth to sacrifice your life for God. Yeah. At every cost. Every cost. Every time. But that's all I got. That's all I got too. All um, right. Make sure you guys listen. You like this. You share it. Yes, Keep yes. following us. We have more coming your way. We appreciate y'all. Yeah. What y'all want to talk about? If y'all want, we want. We're gonna do like special guests on here and things like that. We got things planned. We got things planned. <laughs> you want you guys to listen. We want your feedback. Yeah. You know, give us a thumbs up. Some rating. Yeah. You know. But this is hot topic. <laughs>